0: Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. We will not be discussing House of Cards because Adam chose to work instead of watch TV. i
1: uh, It's a thing I do. Whatever. Well, if I, if I don't work, there's not going to be any electricity to power Psh, said TV. Uh, or have a subscription to Netflix. Uh, or have a house in which to have the TV to have the power to watch Netflix on. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. I just this evening started my family on The Good Place. It is in season three, and uh, it amuses me a lot. And it is from the producer of Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: That's, that's a good start.
0: Yep. And let me make sure I'm telling you everyone in it. You'll recognize every First of all, two words, Ted Danson.
1: There you go. He's... Which... Was one, Kristen Bell was at the very head of one of the most popular sitcoms of all time.
0: So this is how it happens: Eleanor Shellstrop. That's a name. Yeah, Kristen Bell wakes up, and she uh, she's met by Ted Danson, and she is told how she's in the good place, and she has died, and it was a freak accident, and you find. Uh, that the good place is a neighborhood created by I forgot Ted Danson's
1: name. Whatever,
0: and not Ted Danson's
1: actual name. Yeah. She just said that the character's name. Yeah,
0: he. It could be Michael. I don't know. You, when you're watching it, this is your assumption on season one that she died. She's in heaven, and the way heaven works is, let's let's say they're angels. I don't know. Uh, they there are different ones and they're I'm sorry. He's the architect and he's not God. He is an architect and the architect makes neighborhoods and puts people who get to go to the good place in these neighborhoods where they have like endless frozen yogurt and uh, all this kind of stuff. And so all of these people live there. And the catch is everyone has a soulmate. So you are put in a house that you would love with your soulmate. Oh, that sounds nice. So Kristen Bell, she's listening to all this and she's going, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she gets to see the house and the first thing she sees are the clown paintings. And Kristen Bell, she is very sarcastic. I can say that on a personal level. And
1: her... Takes one to know one. yeah, Yeah,
0: and her character here, you're thinking, huh, what they're saying about Eleanor Shellstrop does not seem to jive with this person. And then you find out that she, that there, there were two Eleanor shellstrops, or maybe, well, there are. Uh, but she didn't do all of this stuff they said she did, like because of uh, all the charity works you did and all the poor children you've had in Africa. So,
1: so purportedly, through some sort of like mix-up and paperwork, yes. she's in the wrong place in yes. what we believe to be possibly yeah. heaven yes. or... So, some some form of afterlife, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: And so she is partnered with a guy named Chidi, C-H-I-D-I, Chidi, and he is an ethics professor, who's a bit anal retentive and very, very, very by the books because he's an ethics professor. The only problem is he can't make up his mind because the ethics blow him away. And then she meets this oh, this beautiful Indian girl. Oh. Man, she's crazy gorgeous, for real. And she seems to know everybody and did all these charitable works. And she is partnered with a monk, I believe a Tibetan monk, who does not speak. So, as it progresses...
1: You know, what they should do with the next season is let this be like, you know, they keep rebooting or revamping series. This needs to be the new Cheers crew. Right here. Oh, totally. Just let them, let them all go to the bar.
0: So there is also a, a robot who can bring you everything.
1: Oh, I, yes, it is definitely the Cheers revamp yeah. now.
0: And uh, she, she, they, what was it, Joan? I don't know. The girl who plays her is very funny. So here's the thing. As the characters, it's those four, for the most part, get to know each other, things aren't adding up. And you eventually see the Tibetan is, monk.
1: Is the robot like Data or is he more like more, a Danger Will Robinson kind like of robot? More like Data, and
0: it's a girl.
1: Oh. And I, she
0: brings you everything you ever wanted.
1: I really wanted it to be to be not like a, a, a what, is, what is going on?
0: Does no. not. No. So you see the Tibetan monk in one scene a few episodes in, and he is in a room full of video games. He's like, dude! Woo! And it's like, whoa, you are not a Tibetan monk. And he's very, very, what's the word? Stupid.
1: Ooh, ooh. So
0: you find out that th- things are not what they seem to be.
1: Or what, like, our initial perceptions made us think that things
0: were. Yes. And so, and I'm telling you this because the third season is live now. It is very well written and it is extraordinarily different. As the four figure out something weird is going on, they find out that. They're actually in hell, and and Ted Danson's actually a demon, and the only way to have them truly suffer is they will pile so much suffering on themselves because they're horrible people that that's the type of hell he put them in.
1: So it's tailor-made, like, much in the way that, like, they were making you think, all right, because of all the things that you've done in your life, these are this is the bounty that you yes. shall reap. Yes. But it's the the direct opposite of yes. bounty. Like
0: And the flashbacks, especially the Kristen Bell flashbacks and the, the roommates she had and the things that she did are hilarious. <laughs> really funny stuff.
1: Messing with people's perceptions is one of my favorite things like you you put all this stuff out there like those cliches or Mm -hmm. that that that, the 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 pre constructs that you just assume that you know or that you figured out or that through watching the the preview or reading a little blurb on it you're like oh well i know what this is about Mm -hmm. and you go into it already having filled in the blanks um like what was it my 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 great grandmother who lived with us uh loved dallas and I, I, I was not a lifelong fan of Dallas, but she was really, really tuned in to Dallas. And I, for some reason, watched the lap at last episode of Dallas with her. It is, it sets it up like it's a wonderful life, and Jr. is being shown all of these things that would happen if he was never there. And like I said, it's it's using the blueprint. For it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. You think this is an angel. You think uh, Jr. had like wanted to commit suicide, and he's he's showing him all this. And through the entire episode, you think he's trying to save him. Well, it, it, I don't think I'm ruining anything because Dallas went off the air thirty years ago, probably something like that. So if you, you spoiler alert, um, D- Dallas is off the air. Um, <laughs>
0: Actually, I think they're rebooting it. Well, they did.
1: They? I, the initial Dallas, okay. like th- the one that ended like in the, in the like late 80s, early yes. 90s. Anyways, this character that you have thought is an angel the entire time, turns out like to, he reveals himself to be like either a demon or like the devil himself within the last two minutes of the episode. And instead of trying to save him, he's telling him to kill himself now. Like, That's
0: the last show of Dallas? That That's is the, the last, last show. the
1: last episode of Dallas. Like, he's got this gun out, and he's like, you know, you're not doing a really good job. And he goes, I never told you I was an angel. And, like, J.R.'s got a gun out, and, like, he starts tilting it toward his head, and he's just going, do it. Do it. And you're just like, I'm a kid, okay? Uh-huh. Like I, So how does it end? I don't know how Dallas the ends. last, The last thing that you see are here rather oh it's, it's, it's a hear, magnum
0: pi ending you hear
1: a gunshot go off and patrick duffy runs into the room and goes oh god credits
0: it's a magnum pi <laughs> ending
1: Ugh. i and i'm just saying like i i didn't watch I watched cartoons at that point, like when it really got hardcore, maybe I watched Family Matters or Full House, okay like i did not I didn't have like a whole lot of darkness in my life. Occasionally, I accidentally stumbled across a movie like Alien and like scared myself to death. Mm-hmm. oh, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, the devil made the devil made that man kill himself like just had had this like significant impact like on me just because, like, I accepted everything because I was a kid and I didn't know better. Like, I wasn't trying to figure this episode out. Everything that it told me, because when you're a kid, everything that you're told, it's real. Mm -hmm. Somebody tells you that you're a friend, you're a friend. They tell you you can eat this and it won't hurt you. Like, there's no poison in it. Sure. Hey, hey, get in the van. I've got candy for, all right, there's candy in the van. (laughs) Like, you, you accept all of these things. That is one of the first times, like, I remember a television show just going, yeah, yeah, this. And this, and this, because like I said, what kid watches Dallas anyways? Whatever. And I see this, and at the end of it, like, has a really, really significant in the way that, like, I tell stories throughout the rest of my life. I'm just, like, fool people. Mess with their, like, even into, like, when when I would, you know, write stories for, like, school or just in my personal time. If I'd draw a comic book, like, anything I did that I created – I wanted to mess with people's perception, push push them in a different direction. Um, And Dallas kind of had something to do with that. And like, it it sounds, I'm not saying that the guy that created The Good Place definitely like watched the the last episode of Dallas as a child. But I I, I love it when shows do that. And you you convince yourself, Mm -hmm. like the show doesn't, the show just shows you just enough to lead you in the direction and you fill in all the blanks yourself. You're like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. This I is mean, it.
0: I mean, you knew something was wrong, but I never suspected that they were in the bad place. So here, trickery. Well, the show even tells you. It's the good place. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. And it's it's funny. I mean, Which is
1: subjective. They're not good allowed to curse. Term.
0: So there are substitute curse words, which are insanely amusing because they're so silly. So that's entertaining because you know what they're trying to say, which makes it funnier. So at the end of the first season, spoiler, hey, it's been out a couple of years, they're now friends with Ted Danson, because you know, the bar. Blur. And he wants to help them, because he prefers them to all his demon friends. And so they now try to figure out how they can prevent these four from being tortured eternally. And so what ends up happening is they all have to relive parts of their lives and make the right decision. They have to learn how to be an ethically good and moral person because they were just jerks before.
1: So they're kind of Christmas caroling then,
0: A bit. But you see, they don't know that they're reliving this over and over.
1: And again, like a show that is messing with your perceptions and is giving you the premise that he likes them. Is it possible that this is also just another ploy to convince mm-hmm. them. Like, I, th- that's the other thing about messing with your perception. Like, M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I, I, he never terrible filmmaker. Except for Not ex- terrible, he's pretty terrible. I like. I'm t- even Broken Clocks are right twice a day. I will grant him Unbreakable, and I'm going to tell you that Glass is prob- probably going to be good. Probably. All right. He set it up that we always were expecting a twist at the end.
0: A lemon twist.
1: And he never used that to his advantage. And I'm telling like the great thing this show has going for it is you don't know now. Like, yeah, are they are they definitely telling me the truth or is this mm-hmm. a bait and switch? And I'll guarantee you, if they don't if they don't kind of mess with that at the end of this season, they probably will in another season.
0: And what's so nice about it is I mean, it sounds like it's really heavy and ethical. Yeah, that comes up. But it's a smartly written show, and it's amusing. And this is how the characters interact. And there
1: you have it. Did you Did you see Departed? The one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um,
0: it sounds like had I have. Ma-
1: Matt Damon, um, Mark Wahlberg. Alec Baldwin. If you if you haven't think, watch it, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin again. This is a film that's been out for 14 years, or no, maybe it's just 12. Anyways, it's been out for a while. Um, towards the end of the film, like it goes very Shakespearean in its death toll of main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, people that you have convinced yourself will survive definitely are going to survive. Um, they they don't. And I, again, it's it's just something. Mess with people, what they think. Oh, this is the guy who's the hero. He definitely gets to make it, make out, make this out alive. Like I like it. I like it when they do that. Now, as an adult, like I don't want to know what's going to happen and everything. And as a matter of fact, I enjoyed a lot more when when you outsmart me mm-hmm. because it's getting the more television, the more movies, like the more books that I've read. It gets harder and harder and harder not to do it in a way that I'm like, okay, well as a writer. This is how I do it. Or, if I've watched enough television and over the course of forty years I've come pretty close. This is how this ends. Mm-hmm. I like being wrong occasionally, yeah. and it just doesn't happen enough in a satisfying way for me. I- I'll be happy to tell you you're wrong about something. Well, no, no that's that's not the that's not the part of it. the The satisfaction that's that's the way that's the way because I. I want to have satisfaction. I don't want to end up like the Rolling Stones. Nah. I don't want to I don't want to get no satisfaction, which technically is a double negative and means that he did have satisfaction. Mm, Do you know. think it was just him teaching them about grammar? Maybe.
0: Now there are shows on Amazon Prime that I need to watch so I can tell you about them. So much press about Homecoming with Julie Roberts. I still haven't seen it. But Julie Roberts hasn't done TV in ever?
1: Uh, okay. She I think she did she's done like guest starring bits. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't know that she's done like regular like seasonal kind of of television. Mm
0: -hmm. Now what I have seen is Lore on Amazon Prime. It's Amazon Prime. Yes. And Lore started out as a podcast. Like this one. That got its own Amazon show.
1: Dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can continue.
0: So, lore is... Okay, you know on maybe the History Channel and stuff, when they're telling you stuff and then it's acted out, but you know they didn't have cameras in ancient Rome. At least the aliens didn't leave any cameras. So was like, oh, that's not Julius Caesar, blah, blah, blah. So they're acting out
1: what's going on.
0: Huh. It's, it looks like that, but at a much higher production level. So I don't so, want you to think it looks cheesy or anything. It doesn't.
1: So we're not talking about like Rescue 911, hosted by William Sharp. No, no. Or Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by No. Speaking of which,
0: I love all of those shows.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I ate them by the spoonful as a child. But go go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So
0: what lore is, is it takes a real event that is creepy and retells it. And it's it's just a standalone story and a standalone story. Uh one of them is something that I learned by watching the Frankenstein Chronicles with Sean Bean, which you should also watch. You should totally watch. Have you not seen it? I haven't. Totally watch it.
1: But I, I like Frankenstein and Sean Bean. I know. Separately and I'm going to guess together.
0: Yes, that's really good. I wish I remember what it was on. This Is really good, Frankenstein Chronicles.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure a Google search will I could, solve that for us. I put forest. the
0: phone down and I just don't want to look at it. Again.
1: Mine has one percent, so I, yeah. I cannot.
0: So here's the Frankenstein Chronicles. You need to watch it. Okay, here's the point. So this first story is before there was actual um, a lot of surgery done in, let's say. Uh, Late 1800s, early 1900s, somewhere in there,
1: and and I'm going to use surgery with quotation fingers. Well,
0: there. yes, surgery. surgery. There was cutting. Th- <laughs> yes, and there was not a lot known about what was inside the human body. Let's call it butchery. Yes, there you go. Mostly for religious purposes, you know, the body, whoever it was, supposed to be buried, and then some doctors, as they got to be a bit more doctory, were thinking, huh. I wonder if I knew what made this horrible pussy thing and knew how to get rid of this, maybe I could prevent someone else from getting but this for horrible. For religious pussy reasons, thing. they
1: were like, you cannot desecrate the body. Yes, yes. They will not be allowed to travel to Avalon and they're like, so, wait, what?
0: So here is the loophole which I already knew because of <gasps> Frankenstein Chronicles. A body is not alive and it is unless not unless
1: it is shocked with lightning.
0: And it is not property. So, there. What people would do would well. That's how you got to have grave robbers. They weren't doing it because like, hey, fun. This is a poor person who has a sock. I want. It's not that at all. They they were paid. That needs, I want. <laughs> yes.
1: That's that's the greatest motivation <laughs> for grave. I had I had never thought to look at grave robbing <laughs> in that. Lo- you and I. You and I need to do. At least 40 minutes on your views on grave <laughs> robbing.
0: Well, this was for science. Nay, because... I, need, I
1: need that sock. Let's dig up a grave. <laughs> do, 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 do.
0: So the families all wanted, of course, to do something for the body and, you know, plague this, no antibiotics that. And uh, before the grass got to grow over the grave, people would go and dig the stuff up because they would get paid A lot comparing to whatever horrible job they had just to bring a body to a university or a doctor because the doctors were fueling this because they needed bodies they could work on. So the family would feel that the body was laid to rest and buried properly through all whatever their religious beliefs were, and then— Science would take them and you know cut them all up and stuff.
1: So these two, this is science is dirty, seedy. I underbelly. know. I, seriously, I'd watch a show about this. Like that would be the Frankenstein Chronicles. Oh, this, well, I'm, I'm, but real. Like I'm that saying, would be the Frankenstein actual, Chronicles,
0: which is actually Fra- Fra- real, right?
1: All right. Well, I'm just saying, like Frankenstein was not real. Okay, spoilers. Frankenstein was not real. In spoilers.
0: Whatever. Uh anyway, so in real life, these two Irishmen in Scotland, the Irish, hey itchy, he's Irish. The Irish are always um spat upon, and these two
1: Yeah did not have a, a favorable <laughs> No um
0: even in Scotland History. Yeah. Even in yeah. Scotland they're like the low guys on the totem pole. But they could by delivering one body receive essentially six months worth of wages by delivering one body. And they found this out, and one of their friends happened to pass away. And so they brought his body, and they didn't even bother to bury it because they were given this much, and, you know, they didn't do anything. There's The guy, oh, he's covered with these pussy things. Oh, what? Well, I feel like it's in my mouth. Anyway, so they figure it would be a lot more convenient, and we would get a lot more money if these bodies weren't buried first because then they're kind of dirty.
1: Yeah. So and and potentially like rotting or yes, let's say gangrenous.
0: And if they were caught doing this, they would kind of get in trouble a lot. Probably be jailed again. No antibiotics.
1: Okay. What is it? Okay, I'm sure that like there there are rules or laws or whatever about like exhuming dead bodies. But like, what is it considered? Like, if it's no longer living, like if it is a lifeless husk. Like, are you stealing property? Like, is it kidnapping? Like, what? um, It's gross. I'm not. I'm not saying this because I need a justification (laughs) whenever I go before the judge. (laughs) Just being like, no, no, I I didn't steal nothing, judge. It's just he was dead. I I, it wasn't kidnapping. Uh,
0: I think it. I off the top of my head, I'm going to say it was a religious affront of messing with the the remains.
1: What if I do it now? And again, I, I don't want to. I'm just saying, what is it considered? Legally.
0: I'm going to have to Google that. It's just a a bad idea.
1: I'm just Yes. Hashtag bad idea.
0: (laughs) Okay. so So these guys say, oh, we can make a lot of money, especially if we create our own pool of bodies. So in real life, these two Irishmen become serial killers in Scotland to turn bodies over to
1: the doctors. So it's it, it's almost like an 18th century Breaking Bad almost?
0: Almost. So I totally
1: watch that show. That's what they need to do. Bring back the cast of Breaking Bad and just plug them into this show.
0: Think. So that was just it's just a one standalone story. Lore. That's it. And it actually happened and so they're
1: that's it, lore. Seriously, don't don't you want to see Brian Cranston? Like, okay, that I, would be interesting. I'm just like, do you not want to see that show? Brian Cranston is this straight this straight line of a guy falls on bad times, needs some money, mm-hmm. finds out if you'll kill people uh, or if you you exhume these dead bodies, like science will give you money. But then he's like, you know how you know how I can make even more money, not exhuming bodies, just killing them. And we know we know Brian Cranston can can do sinister. Let's see, I'm trying to think uh, of whether or not Brian Cranston is sinister.
0: Depending on the value of the stolen items, grave robbing can be a Class B felony, punishable by one to twenty years, a fine of fifteen thousand dollars, or both, down to a Class
1: C misdemeanor. Huh? How are the, what? What Here, are? Let's go with is a, it illegal
0: to dig up a grave?
1: What's What's a lesser date? Like how? What, can- what, ah! what if I only? It partially- is generally
0: not illegal to dig up a recently deceased body. Now, it is illegal to dig up a graveyard where the owner objects you to digging up his land.
1: So it's I a just broke my brain. It's. It's like it's like Al, Paco, Al, Al Capone getting caught for tax evasion. They're like, uh, no, it's that's all well and good, but you didn't ask the owner if you could you could do this to their land. And I'll be like, but I can do whatever I want to this this body. That's cool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were just huh. trespassing,
0: huh? Uh, it's disrespectful. Sure. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, that
1: goes without saying.
0: Um. But for instance, archaeologists. It's cool for them to dig up bodies because everyone who was friends with that person, they are also dead. So they're not going to raise. I never knew that. Huh?
1: That is right. Why can archaeologists? Why is it cool for them to just be Because
0: like, their friends don't care. They're all dead. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to dust off this skeleton. All right. Indiana Jones, grave robber.
0: Hmm. That's fascinating. That
1: needs to be the plot of the Indiana next.
0: Jones colon grave robber. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, that's what he's doing. Basically.
0: Okay. So that was lore on Amazon Prime. And uh, it's interesting and creepy because when you go through the 10 or 12 shows, it's like, oh, that really happened. Oh, that really happened. Oh, that shouldn't. Have... Oh, that did happen, though.
1: Oh, oh that happened. I'm going to throw up. Oh, that's so mm, gross. Yeah, it's
0: disgusting. So um, that's it. Streaming-wise, I... uh I will put this to you. If you haven't seen the Goldbergs, you're missing out on a very funny show.
1: Um, I believe, and he loves Star Wars. I believe, if I am remembering this correctly, and as it is November, it should have already aired. Robert England reprised yes, yes. reprised the role of yes. Freddy Krueger. He did for the first time since the last film, yes. Freddy versus Jason in yes. what o three? Mm-hmm. He did it. Fifteen years ago. Oh, man. Uh
0: And it was beautiful.
1: Jackie Earl Haley did a serviceable job in the, I think it was 2010 remake. Uh But, like, the the reason why we all talk about Freddy Krueger or Nightmare on Elm Street is because of Robert Englund.
0: And that is really what the whole show is about. Because Adam.
1: Goldberg.
0: He is um, 15-ish Yeah and uh, his parents said well his mom said you do not want to see that movie you don't want to see that movie said, oh yes i do yes i do yes i do. you do not want to see that movie so hey guess what he saw the movie and it scared the life out
1: of him um as this is a film or not a film a series uh based in the the 80s mm-hmm. when when i grew up um i also had a similar experience yes. one of my aunts let me watch it.
0: His grandfather let him watch it.
1: Um, and I thought I wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, this would have been around the time of the VHS. I don't know that it was like I don't remember exactly how close to its actual release it was. Let's say that I was five or six because mm-hmm. I think it came out in eighty four. So, like, let's say the the VHS has come out or something. So, I am at least six at this point. I was horrified. <laughs> oh my! I was horrified. Of the Claw Man, which is what I saw in my
0: twenties, and was horrified. Oh
1: my good! Like I can't. Like I was paralyzed with fear. Yeah. Like we had a hallway that I could see from like the position in my bed, and once all the lights went out and my parents were were not up anymore, um, I I I I could not move out of my Mm -hmm. bed.
0: Well, that's what happens. Adam oh is trying to stay awake. He's drinking Jolt Cola, which I used to also consume. And then of course, we have the dream sequences with Robert England, and it's hilarious.
1: That so they have Robert England appear in his nightmares? He appears in the mother's nightmare. Oh, that's in Beverly Hills. So Goldberg. it's very classic yes. original nightmare the good one. Like mm-hmm there's a, okay there's three good ones but like the the first is the best mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah it's a very well-made movie and i don't ever want to see it again
1: there and I'll, to have robert england doing that is just that that is leslie nielsen and naked gun kinds of satisfying yes oh yes.
0: wow so uh the goldbergs is satisfying on so many levels because it is the 80s yes but sometimes when you see nostalgic things about the 80s, it's all the shiny, happy people and the triangle big earrings. And it's like, ah, yeah, that 80s existed. But much like in Stranger Things, their 70s, there's an 80s that was just, when you lived, it was just regular stuff.
1: That's what, it's what happened. But, like, as we're 30, you know, some odd years removed from it now, getting to revisit that mm-hmm. stuff, I, it's like seeing Harrison Ford be Han Solo again. Like, right. you just... It's it's an but I'm telling you, like having Robert England appearing in Nightmares about Nightmare on Elm Street is that that's as satisfying as the the, the end of Bob the New like mm-hmm. show. Like that's just it's perfect. It is perfect.
0: It is. Well, what I truly love about Goldbergs is the the story is Adam is always filming his family. Well, the real Adam Goldberg was always filming his family. And so many times you have photos or film footage that is recreated perfectly. And it's wonderful. They did an episode about the guilt letters that Beverly Goldberg would write her children that Adam had kept and used word for word, brought his mother on the show at the end. Just... It's beautifully done. If
1: I am remembering correctly when the f- show first premiered, they had copies of the pilot episode on SD cards that looked like VHS tapes. Oh, I'm quite sure. Like it just they they capitalize on the 80s mm-hmm. in a way that like you have not had somebody just touch upon like nostalgia mm-hmm. then Every VH1 documentary that is is pulling on that, but I'm just saying the Goldbergs knows just that. Right, there's another episode that they they discuss uh, 1989's Batman, which mm-hmm. again, if you were alive in the 80s, like when that movie hit, that was huge, huge. Like that summer that came out, like I like I said, I and I was in the middle of that, and I was at the perfect age. Like you, you and I have just dis- discussed it. Like I I know I know who Prince is. Like that was my gateway into Prince. Right there. Bat dance of all things is the thing that like eventually made me end up with like with Raspberry Beret or uh party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. The reason why I am a Prince fan, and not not just that, is that, that Batman album that is connected to that movie. Everything and it's not I a love. fondly remembered Prince album it, either. It is not. <laughs> I was I was like, Oh, that video black and <sighs> white. Red and green. Heat. <laughs> I can seriously. I can do every song. My parents were mortified. I have no. I doubt. liked Prince.
0: <laughs> so the Goldbergs is extremely watchable, and uh,
1: it amuses me when my children
0: say, oh, "Mom, Beverly Goldberg, she's doing you."
1: <laughs> yeah, and like I said, it's not just one of those. Hey, this happened. Like, I, I really feel like it it touches on these things in an honest mm-hmm. um relatable way
0: for instance and even
1: if you did not grow up in the 80s you don't i think you get another layer of that cake but you don't have to like my my kids watch it and they were not they were not alive in the 80s mm-hmm. you can be entertained by the goldbergs if you didn't grow up in the 80s correct it it's almost like a a really sarcastic wonder years is that i mean is that i'll
0: go with that is that a okay okay, and it is real life i mean um our home is a pants-free zone for those that live there anna grace told me today because i said hey are you dressed can you go do this she goes you know i'm the only one in the house who is ever fully dressed all the time if that child could bathe with all of her clothes on she would she sleeps fully dressed i kid you not
1: i get upset when i have to get out of sleep pants or if it's the summer Mesh shorts.
0: Well, when Murray Goldberg comes home from work, the first thing he does by the front door is to take off his shoes and his dress pants, and they stay by the front door. Which and is that's where,
1: which is where they belong.
0: And that's hilarious because that's what Jim does, but I, they don't stay by the front door. I, Nobody wears pants at I home. I
1: will not be in the clothes that I go into public with for longer than five minutes unless I know I'm going like. 20 minutes later I'm going to have to like get dressed to mm-hmm. go back out. I'll keep them on. If I know I'm at the house, I am not in jeans. No. And, and no, like I'm just telling you like There're no am- zippers. Oh, I'm so comfortable. I am so comfortable. No zippers, no shoes, no like, this, no there's, that. There's there's probably stains on some of it Doesn't from matter. like food that I like. I'm just saying like my my house is my kingdom. And and when I am there, like I I make sure that I am satisfied and won't leave
0: even for a surprise party.
1: Not no, ruiner of parties. You know what? Whatever. Trying to get me to leave. That's where I put all my stuff. I all know. my stuff is there, and I like my stuff. Trying to get you to leave. I don't. Anyway, I don't. I don't like leaving my house. There is truth in
0: the Goldbergs, and it is funny. Hashtag the truth. <laughs> yeah. And there are what five seasons, and it's it's yep. really worth watching. Just. Just because, other than the family situations, which I think will ring true for a lot
1: of people, it's just funny. Like, and, and if again, if you were alive during the eighties, you get some extra, like a little, a little, mm-hmm. little something, something.
0: When I see something, it's like, oh, I had that sweater. I still have that sweater.
1: I remember that album. I saw yes. that show. Like are you. It, it lets you relive like those moments, mm-hmm. but they don't. It, it's not always like respecting that moment. Sometimes it reveals that moment for like the moment that it really was, and like they'll. It's just it's it's amusing.
0: I I tried to explain to the girls, and I finally got to show them. Through the eighties, there was a period when you had to wear stirrup pants and then wear reeboks, where the they went over your ankle, but the top part had velcro on it. And then you had the leggings that were smushed down on top of the Reeboks.
1: There, that a, is
0: what you wore.
1: There's another episode where, like, the grandfather is telling him about the time that he spent in the war. And if I'm remembering correctly, he's just retelling him old episodes of Hogan's Heroes. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, like, it is—I'm just, like, it is so—it's it's a funny show. Yeah,
0: I'm going to throw this in because I can Hogan's Heroes is the funny version of an excellent film called Stalag 17, in case you did not know this. Stalag 17 (laughs) needs to be watched. Okay, so it's going to get kind of funny. Stay with me. So my father passed away a few days ago. He was a POW in a German camp. And so I had to get some information on him, and I'd never – he would never talk about anything. I just knew he was a POW in a and German that's camp. where it ended, yeah. Yes, he talked about nothing. And so now that there's the internet, there's a lot of information up. And so I find out that he was in the camp called Luft 1. And there are websites about Luft 1 and all of these photos, which I haven't even been able to look through all of them to see if he's in them. But here's the thing. The photos of inside the POW camp that my father was in looks just like Stalag 17, which, by the way, looks just like Hogan's Heroes. And then there's all this information about how these were the, um, the camera that the Nazis never found. And it's like there's the this that they never found. And here are the tunnels. And it looks just like Hogan's Heroes and Stalag 17, which kind of blew my mind.
1: That's all. That uh, you kind of have a, a a you've kind of touched history, yes, in, in a way that like previously uh, uh, unto you had not been revealed. I mean, I've
0: seen The Great Escape a gajillion times, um, and of course, every POW their one goal is to escape and or to mess with the enemy. That's what all of them are trying to do all the time. But at no point did dad ever say, oh, by the way, when I was having the worst time of my life as POW and being starved
1: and beaten every day, we were digging tunnels and we could hide this. Never any of that. Which, from a parental perspective, is probably, probably best. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say say that Yeah, grandpa made the right decision.
0: But still, from that episode with uh, the grandfather, it is really interesting to me on that level and watch Stalag 17. By the way, it's not a fun movie and LeBeau isn't in it, but besides
1: that. Hogan's Heroes, fun, and oddly enough is about a very similar subject. Yes, yes. No, no, nothing. <laughs> I <was> not <saying>. know nothing. <laughs>
0: Wasn't Schultz based on an actual guard, I believe? I believe so. Yeah. Who was um, you know, a nice guy. Could have been Okay. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we're going to leave Nazi talk for later. Yes, that, is, that will be premiering
1: next week. After it is also promptly canceled the day after. Uh, anyway, uh, so this is the Goldbergs. Nazi talk with Adam Craven, special guest Jane Ellen. You you did what podcast?
0: Anti-Nazi.
1: It's, we're sorry. We're sorry. Anti-Nazi have We, we should have made that clear in the that's title what we of meant. the. Ah. Anywho,
0: um, the Goldbergs. Watch it. Um, what did I say? I was watching on Amazon. Lore. Yes, lore. Yes. Watch it, and um, the other third thing
1: that we covered in detail, which was I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should write things down.
0: Oh, the good place. There you are. Yes, yes.
1: That turns place. out to be the bad place. Yes, yes. The yes. good place that is bad. Yes, very much
0: so. Kind of like. Uh, we started with The Good Place, which is The Bad Place, to bring us to a closing point of Hogan's Heroes, which is a good place as opposed to The Bad Place of Trek. 17. It's a good
1: show that's in a bad place.
0: Exactly. And um, we did all of that on purpose. Thank you so much for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.